Well, what is going on, New Vision family? I'm so excited to be with you as we continue on our journey through the book of First Timothy. My name is Nick Person, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And I'm so thankful that you decided to join us on our journey through the book of First Timothy. To be honest with you, I love First Timothy and Second Timothy. And I think for me, the reason why I love it so much is because you have Paul, this guy who has seen the ups and downs, the ins and outs, the trials, the victories, the mountaintops, the valleys. And he's poured into a guy who is a little behind him on his journey. And what Paul is doing is this beautiful thing is he's investing and in giving wisdom to Timothy as he navigates leading a church, as he navigates um, navigating family and friends and all the things. And Paul is going, hey, here are some things I have learned as I look to Jesus, as I have navigated life that I want to give to you so that you could journey even better in your journey with Jesus. And so I love this because I've had many people in my lives, many wise older voices in my lives speak into me, sharpen me, make me better, encourage me. And I get the privilege of doing the same thing. The Lord has allowed me the opportunity to pour into a lot of younger people who are behind me in ministry and really help them be the best that God's called them to be by learning from some of the mistakes that I made and learning from some of the things that I did right. And so I love this book so much because it reminds me so much of my own journey, of those who really have invested well in me and have poured into me. And I love seeing this in the story of Timothy. As we pick up, we're going to be in 1 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to begin in verse number 8, and we're going to go through verse number 13. So not a whole lot of verses, but in this section, if you have been listening and walking with us over the past couple of days, you will see that Paul is giving Timothy some instruction about, hey, when these people are leading in your church, here is what they should reflect. And so what we're going to see in verse 8 is what he is speaking to deacons. Deacons are the chief servants. They are serving in all kinds of capacities. And we even have deacons here at New Vision that serve in all kinds of capacities. And really what I love about this is, is Paul is speaking specifically to deacons. But really, as we read this, we are going to see some good parameters for all of us to live our lives. So maybe you read this section and go, this isn't for me. It is for you because I think this is sound wisdom because ultimately... The, the heart of it is, hey, we need to reflect Jesus in all the things, in all the ways, in all the things that God has entrusted for us to do. And so I love this wisdom. So this is still worth leaning in. A couple of things, if you're new to following and reading and joining us for this podcast, I'm going to read the verses. I'm going to give some feedback and hopefully give some application that we can live differently in light of God's word today. And so I just want to thank you for being intentional about really just beholding Jesus and going and walking it out. So let's begin in 1 Timothy 
chapter 3, verse 8. I'm reading out the CSB version. So for you, you might be reading NIV, NASB, ESV. So it might read a little differently, but the heart of the content is going to be the same. So 1 Timothy chapter 3, beginning in verse 8, says this. Deacons, likewise, speaking to what came before, this is similar to if there was a therefore before this. So deacons, likewise, as kind of what we have just read, should be worthy of respect, not hypocritical, not drinking a lot of wine, not greedy for money. Let me pause right there. Should be worthy of respect and not hypocritical. Listen, we all struggle. And what Paul is saying is, hey, your yes should be yes and your no should be no. Yes, you're going to make mistakes. Yes, you are not going to do this perfectly. But every day, you should look more and more like Jesus. And I think what I love about that that term hypocritical, because I think a lot of times we think everyone's, you look, that church member is a hypocrite. Here's what a hypocrite is. A hypocrite is not showing any remorse or repentance from what they're doing. They are glazing over trying to hide their faults. But if you're honest and if you're vulnerable in it, you are not being a hypocrite. You're being honest and you're being honest about your journey. And he's saying, listen, we should be honest on our journey, not drinking a lot of wine, not greedy for money. What he is saying is there should not be something besides the true king on the throne of your life. It should not be drinking. It should not be money. The true king of your life should be Jesus. And because it's Jesus, we are not going to give the throne seat of our lives to anything or anyone else that is lesser than. It only belongs to the king. And we're not going to allow drinking and money to be the chief thing about us. The chief thing about us should always be Jesus. That's so true for us. Hear that. The chief thing about you is Jesus. That's what your identity is rooted in. It's not what you do. It's not um, how you navigate. It is Jesus. And because Jesus is on the throne seat of your life, your life should reflect that and you should be walking in step with Jesus. Verse 9, holding the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience. What's the mystery of this faith? (laughs) I just said it. Jesus. You might be going, man, Nick, it keeps going back to Jesus. Can I just tell you, it always goes back to Jesus if you have surrendered your life to him because he was the king that was talked about in the Old Testament. He is the king that was prophesied about. He was the king that came, that died, that was resurrected, and that is sitting on the throne of our lives. And so he is worthy. And so because of that, we orient our lives around this king. They must also be tested first. If they prove blameless, then they can serve as deacons. He said, listen, their life should reflect who's on the throne of their life. I know that sounds really simple, but it is a simple statement. But really, it requires sacrifice and surrender to walk out. It keeps on going. Wives, too, must be worthy of respect, not slanderers, self-control, faithful in everything. So as Paul is talking about deacons and their wives, he's saying, hey, you guys should reflect, guess what I'm about to say, Jesus. You should reflect him in all that you do. And when you fall short and when you make mistakes and when you don't get it right, which we all will struggle, we all will miss the mark, then we own it, we repent of it, and we keep walking. We keep fixing our eyes and stepping, fixing and stepping. Verse 12, Deacons are to be husbands of one wife, managing their children and their own households competently. 
what, G, what, what Paul is speaking to Timothy, he said, listen, these deacons, their lives should reflect who's on the throne of their lives. So hear me when I, when I say this, if I just got on the stage and spoke, but yet at my home, I was disengaged with my wife. I was not pursuing her as my life did not reflect what I'm saying on the stage. Those two things are out of sync. That's a double mind. Paul speaks a lot about being double minded. That means I give this picture of Jesus being the picture of Jesus being the king of my life. But yet, as you look at the evidence of my life. It does not reflect that. And we have been called and Paul is encouraging Timothy as he leads his church to remind people that it's not just what you say, it's how you reflect them in everyday life. So today we get the opportunity to reveal who sits on the throne of our lives through the way we treat others, through the way we love others, through the way we serve others, through the way that we navigate life. And as we do that, we give off the aroma of the kingdom of God. And here's what I know about a good aroma. It draws people in to whatever is giving off the aroma. And so for us, as people who have been filled with the spirit of God, who look to the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the aroma that we give off is of the king. So people may be drawn to him through the way we live our lives. So my prayer for us today is that we can reflect the king well, that through the way we treat our families, through the way that we treat neighbors and co-workers and people in the world, that we will give off the aroma of Jesus because he is worthy and it always comes back to Jesus. Today, we get the opportunity to plant a seed of hope in the hearts of those around us and point them to Jesus. May we do that well today. May you do that well today. May you not neglect what God has called you to do. May you not neglect who your king is. May you not sit on the throne of your life because let's be honest, we don't do a great job as being kings, um, but we get the opportunity to allow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the one who was spoken about throughout the pages of the Old Testament, who was prophesied about, who has come, who died, who was resurrected and is now seated on the seat right next to his heavenly father. May we reflect him well. So know this, we are for you. We love you. Fix those eyes and allow your feet to stay in step with what your eyes are fixed upon. We hope to see you back here tomorrow as we continue in this journey through 1 Timothy. Y'all go and be blessed. See you tomorrow, everybody. Mm -hmm.